When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Well, we've been waiting for so long, and I know fans have been waiting even longer. I had a chance to sit in the stadium last year. We will welcome 111,000 back to the big house this Saturday to take on Western Michigan. To help us do that, we have running back Hassan Haskins that stopped by today to Talk to us about training camp and his expectations for himself and the team heading into this football season. So much to get to throughout the entire football season, so stay tuned in here for In the Trenches. Let's go In the Trenches with John Jansen. The former Wolverines captain and Michigan Sports Hall of Famer will take you inside the locker room with players and coaches. It's going to be a good feeling, a great feeling, you know, um, just seeing everybody coming out that tunnel with with fans again. uh, It's going to be Super fun to do again and just touch that that banner. Once again, here's John Jansen. Welcome back, friends. We have so much to get to. We've got a great 7 from 77. Don't forget, we've always got a great bacon fact. But before we get going, today's episode is presented by DTE Energy. We're going to tell you about some of the energy-saving tools today. you got to listen throughout the entire podcast, and you can learn about all of them at dteenergy.com slash energy. If you missed any of the podcast yesterday on Defend the Block, Brian Bush sat down with men's basketball freshman, Will Chetta, 
And great conversation. You want to make sure you listen to that because basketball season will be upon us before you know it. On Thursday, tomorrow, Conquering Heroes, I'm going to get a chance to sit down with women's soccer head coach Jen Klein. Team is off to a 4-0 start. Couldn't be any better. Um, so we'll get a chance to, to hear from her about her team. Coming up on Friday, I'm really excited about this. Our slate of In the Trenches is completely full. You're listening to this one, which came out on a Wednesday. Friday, it is a 10-minute preview along with my locker room speech, and I cannot wait. I've been saving up for this one for some time. On Saturday, In the Trenches postgame will come out after the win over Western Michigan. And yes, I am calling it right now. Michigan will beat Western Michigan. We'll get to more of why in just a few minutes. But the post-game show, as well as some extra comments, some extra audio interviews from the players, from coaches, you can get it all right here on In the Trenches. So we've got so much information to bring you guys, whether it's basketball, Michigan athletics, football, there's just so much going on and we couldn't be more excited to have it all going on and have you come along with us. Can't wait to see you at the stadium. Nine o'clock in the morning, we will start the pregame show. Tailgates start at 6 a.m. Make sure you get there. Make sure you're ready. Mr. Bush, are you ready? I am. I'm honored. I got the invite for this Saturday. I'm excited. Maybe I'll get a chance to witness the tunnel run. We'll see. I don't know if I'm going to quake it up that early for this one. We'll see. But I cannot wait. And to John's point, listen, I obviously want you to listen to Defend the Block because I'm on it and it's awesome. But to me, other than this, which is the creation, this is how it all started. The best thing we have for you is that quick, it is a morsel content type of a podcast. If you want to be smarter about Michigan football, if you want to be fired up about Michigan football, and it fits any commute possible, it's about 10 minutes, you get the radio network scene setter, you get John Jansen's keys, you get John Jansen's locker room speech. I promise you'll love it. Well, I'm excited to, to come out with that one on Friday. I'm also excited because Brian Bush did receive the inf- in invitation. It is on a probationary status sure. right now, and we'll see how things go on September 4. I fully expect that he will reach full status at some point this football season. <laughs> I don't know when that will be. There are some lessons that need to be learned. Uh, but I tell you what, Brian, let's get to our seven from 77. Number one, John, it's game week. It's freaking game week. How difficult was it when you were a player to bottle up your excitement around this time each year? Because I've seen it all day today. We're going to see it all week long. You're fired up. You're ready. You're anticipating it. Now you don't necessarily have to bottle it all up. But back then, as a player, you had to. So what are these players going through excitement-wise right now? Well, they want to make sure that you don't have to bottle it all up. You still have to use some of it at practice. You're going to have high-energy practices, and they'll taper off as you get closer to game time, but you still got to be focused. You still got to do all those things. But as you start dreaming of what should happen on Saturday morning, what should happen you know, all through four quarters of Michigan football against Western Michigan, you start to visualize your plays and the calls that come in. You start to visualize the defense. And all of that is part of the preparation. But as you do that, you start to expend energy. You start to get excited. You The, the buildup goes throughout the entire week. And it's all – that's why I believe 
the the captains, we're going to talk about those in just a little bit, but they need to be juniors and seniors because they have been through this process of what it's like to play week one, what it's like to build up. It's even more so this year because of everything that we've been through over the past 18 months, everything that this team went through last year. The buildup is tremendous, but these young players, they've got to lean on those juniors and seniors to, to understand how to best go about preparing for your first game. No matter what program there is, you have some surprises. You have some unknowns going into week one. So number two on our seven from 77. Let's talk first about the unit that I think we feel like we know a little bit more about. Josh Gaddis coming back for year three as Michigan's offensive coordinator. Uh, There's not a huge sample size with Cade McNamara, but we've seen him a little bit. What do you expect? What do you want to see from this offense coming up on Saturday? Well, I want to see a balanced offense. And I think that this this group of players, with the talent that they have in the backfield, the depth that they have in the backfield, the talent and the depth and experience that they have up front, led by Andrew Vistardis, one of our new captains. Um, and I believe what Cade McNamara can do, and I've talked about this, of he's a student of the game and making sure that he gives his receivers some time to get there, that he puts the team in the best play possible uh, when they're at the line of scrimmage. And he makes the checks. He does. He goes through all of the mental things that you're supposed to go through. He has all of the physical tools to be a good quarterback. And then it comes down to what happens on the edge, whether it's tight ends, wide receivers, how they utilize those guys, how they create opportunities to you know, for those explosive plays, to be able to get downfield, to make big plays, to be able to take advantage of what defenses are giving you with, I mentioned it already, the backfield. When you have guys like Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum, two, I believe, really good running backs, but can be used in completely different ways. And then you throw in a guy like Donovan Edwards, who brings another skill set to the backfield. I just think that there's so many things that you can do with this offense. The possibilities are endless. Number three, John, how about the defense? The more unknown of the units here for this Michigan football team. Maybe not so much the style or the system. We'll learn a little bit more about that on Saturday. But but the attitude, what should the expectation be for this Michigan defense? The expectation is always going to be greatness. And it's going to be living up to those players, those defenses that played before, and then taking it another step further. Michigan's defense over the past few years has been an attacking style defense. They're not going to lose that. You don't just take that out of a player's DNA. But what we're, I think we're going to see more is varied coverages in the secondary, which I think will be a huge advantage. You've got some of the same guys you know, in, in terms of in the back end and at the corner position, but you're going to see a different style of player. I think a more confident player. Um, then you look at the linebackers with the Kai Hill Green and uh, Michael, you know Barrett, who's going to be you know backing him up now, and Josh Ross. There is a lot of talent there, and up front, I, with the size that they have in the middle, the speed and the aggressiveness with which it can rush off the edge. I'm excited to see what this is, but I'm also excited to see all of those components individually. We have the talent. Individually, by position group, we can go out there and win, but they have to be able to work together. How has Mike McDonald been able to install this defense, get his knowledge and what he wants, his vision for this defense, into the minds and the vision of his players? That's where it's really going to come down to the execution of it. 
Before we continue with seven from seventy-seven, we're going to talk about this season's captains, as John alluded to. As we mentioned, today's episode is presented by DTE Energy. We got four ways you can reduce your energy use and save all year long while keeping you and your family comfortable and helping in the environment as well. John, let's talk the first two of them here. The first one is DTE's online energy efficient interactive home. It's a 3D virtual experience that takes you room by room. You learn different ways DTE offers to help reduce your energy use and save. And you can check it out at dteenergy.com slash home. And the second way, and this is the one that I have most experience with, DTE has a free app, the DTE Insight app. It allows you to know your home's energy usage from the palm of your hand, from your phone, it shows you when your home is using energy, when it's using the most, when it's costing you the most. So there are no surprises on your energy bill. It'll help you set a custom budget, get alerts, and so much more on, on the free DTE Insight app. All you got to do is check it out at dteenergy.com slash insight. Brian, let's get back to our 7 from 77. Yeah, and as promised, the captain. So let's start on offense. Andrew Vistardis and Ronnie Bell. The two on defense are Josh Ross and Aiden Hutchinson. Let's take these guys individually and just give me your overall thoughts on these selections. Well, I think they're good selections, but we won't really know until after Western Michigan. And we'll only know a little bit. It'll be our first introduction to what this team is going to be. We won't know, uh, we'll know more halfway through the season, but we won't get a full picture of what these captains are and who they are and their leadership abilities until the season's over. Then we'll get a chance to look back and we'll see the highs and lows and how they were able to guide their team through those, those you know, peaks and valleys. That's where captains have to really, you know, manage one expectations, manage and be set the example for these players, for their teammates. But I think they're good selections. They're smart. They've been elected because of what they have done so far. And it's not accomplishments on the field. It's how they work in the weight room. It's how they study in the classroom. It's all of those things that players are looking at on a minute-by-minute daily basis that caused this team to elect these four guys as captains. And a reminder for you from Andrew Vistardis's perspective, we do have on the podcast uh, the radio replay of Inside Michigan Football. John had a great conversation with Andrew about being a captain, about the upcoming season. Be sure to check that out as well. So number five, John, in terms of the, 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 the practical aspect of being a captain, you talked a little bit about it, but you were one twice here at the University of Michigan. Just for those four young men, what does this honor mean? And what does this responsibility entail in good times and in bad? Well, I said this on social media that it takes your entire time here at Michigan. It takes everything basically that you've done in your entire life to get to this moment, to be elected captain. And it is the greatest honor that I've ever had. And you talk to a lot of the former captains, probably a, a vast majority of them, and they'll tell you it's the, one of the greatest moments of their life because you're elected by your peers as having done things right, having great integrity, having you know great character, and all of the things that you want and, and that you work on your entire life, they've identified those and said, you know what, we want you to lead us in the battle. We want you to lead us throughout this this football season. And 
you have to lead by example. You, you got here because of that. You have to set a certain standard. And the standard isn't perfection in performance. The standard is there's perfection in effort. You can always have great effort. There's perfection in preparation. You can always have great preparation. Now, when it goes out there in terms of execution, your goal and what you strive for is perfect execution, but it doesn't always happen that way. And then when it's done, how do you react? How do you handle yourself with the media, with your teammates, with your coaches in the good times and the bad? All of those things will determine whether you're a good captain or you're just another guy on the team. Uh, And then it never ends because you are going to be expected throughout the course of your life to come back to Michigan to fulfill and to continue to build the legacy of what it means to be a Michigan captain. I was asked to talk to the team earlier this year, and it's, again, one of the greatest honors that I have is being able to be around these guys and share what I know, what I've learned, and know that life changes, football changes, kids change, but there are certain principles that never do. And to be able to share those with the guys and know that, hey, when we have a, a reunion for the 97 or 98 team, my two teams that, that I was captain for, that it's my responsibility to make sure that those guys are taken care of. That, you know, it, and, it, and I don't take care of them, but if there's a player in need, make sure that there's somebody there that can help them. It, if somebody has a success make sure that we're all there to rally the troops to celebrate those successes. It continues um, until the day you die. That's awesome. That's really cool. Number six, John, of course, all captains are leaders, but not all leaders on a football team are necessarily captains. Hassan Haskins, who you'll talk to here momentarily, one of the guys of, of a pretty long list, I think, that were certainly candidates or had the potential to be a captain and who are leaders in this program. How do those types of players, the Hassan Haskins of the world, how do they still affect winning with their voice in addition to their play? Well, like you mentioned, not all guys are able to be captains, but you've got to be leader in your own right. Hassan Haskins in that running back room, he's got to be a leader when he's on the field. There's going to be times where he needs to step up and lead. I'll give you a couple of great examples. Brian Greasy in 97 was one of the best leaders that I've ever played with. He wasn't a captain, but when he wasn't elected captain, he didn't bitch and moan about it. He didn't say, oh, I should have been captain instead of this Jansen guy. No, he embraced the fact that he still had a leadership role as quarterback of this team. Same on the defensive side of things. It's not always the best player and the guy with the most stats or the guy that's going to have the best year that you elect as captain. Charles Woodson won a Heisman Trophy was one of the greatest players to ever play here at the University of Michigan, yet he wasn't the captain. It was Eric Mays, and then it was Joaquin Fazell the year after. And you've got to be able to lead in your room, on your side of the ball, in the team, when you're called upon. And it's not always that the, the captains are the ones that are called upon. It could be anybody that is in a position to show leadership. All right, John, number seven. Again, remember the full preview coming up, the keys of the game in the locker room speech. But for now, I want to talk about just what Saturday will represent kind of outside the football field, right? The atmosphere, the return of fans, the reopening of the big house, 111,000 people coming to Ann Arbor for a football Saturday. Before 2020, 
I think it was something that we all appreciated and, and enjoyed, but you just kind of knew or assumed you knew that it would come back every year. We didn't have that last year. I don't know how we'll feel on Saturday because you have to experience it, but man, it's going to be tough not to be emotional about it, isn't it? There's going to be a lot of emotions, and it, it, it'll start for some you know, in the night before when you're loading up the car, you're loading up the truck and getting ready to go the next morning to be one of the first to get into the parking lot, set up your, you know, get your parking space, set up your tailgate. And just to have that moment, knowing that you're going to get a chance to go in the big house with all of those people and hear the band and, you know, see the team run out and watch a Michigan football team play that's when it starts. And then there's others that are going to get there a little bit later, you know, throughout the morning, but it's the sights, the sounds, the smells, it's everything that goes into a football Saturday that we didn't have for an entire year. And people will have missed that. They're looking forward to it. I think there's also going to be some caution because the virus isn't gone. Sure. And there's still going to be a lot of people that are a bit apprehensive. And I think this is an opportunity for, we just talked about leadership. This is an opportunity for each individual fan to show leadership and respect. That's part of being a leader. If you and I are going into the big house and I'm okay with not wearing a mask because I'm vaccinated, I've done all of those things, that's fine. If you are vaccinated or not, but you feel like you want to wear a mask, that's okay. Show a little respect for those people that are in the big house because we're all there for one reason. We're all there to celebrate college football, Michigan football, Saturdays in the fall, and it's going to be, I think, a great experience. And I, I know that there are so many people that are going to be there before the game when the band leaves from Ravelli Hall and they march over to the big house, and they start playing the victors. And you can hear the drum line. You can hear it coming from a long ways away. There's going to be people that, that gravitate to that noise, and they're going to be there to watch the band arrive at the stadium. They're going to be there to watch the buses arrive at the stadium and watch the players get out because they weren't able to do it last year. These are all things that we, whether you, sit, you want to say you took them for granted or not, they were taken away. At, at nobody's fault, but they were taken away, and we have them back. Let's celebrate every single moment of this football Saturday. Yeah, whether you took it for granted or not in the past, don't. Look around, take a moment if you're at the game. Heck, if you're not, if you're watching at home, if you're listening to our radio network call, just take a moment and realize, yeah, there was a season last year, but it wasn't. I mean, John, you've talked about it. It was kind of depressing in that place. I wasn't even there. I was I was a mile or so away in my townhouse doing the broadcast from my, you know. And again, Remotely. there's a game. Yeah. yeah. And there's a game a mile plus away. It was depressing. It was. And I, I have a picture um, of myself sitting in an empty stadium watching a Michigan football game. And I honestly, there aren't many more things that are more depressing than when I look at that. But it also tells me, how lucky we are because we, we've had these great experiences, some for 80 or 90 years. Others, this is going to be their first experience. And whether it's your first or it's your 80th season, this is something that we all get a chance to celebrate. 
Good stuff as always, John. We'll get the bacon fact here momentarily, but first, we promised fans two more ways to reduce energy use and save with DTE Energy. You have to mention the DTE Marketplace, where you can shop for energy-efficient products, including Energy Star certified products, and get rebates instantly applied at checkout. Shop for LED light. Shop for LED light bulbs, efficient shower heads, smart power strips, and even smart Wi-Fi thermostats, all at DTEMarketplace.com. And last but certainly not least, you can get new home appliances or electronics at DTEEfficientchoice.com. There you'll find their online comparison tool. Compare makes and models of appliances and electronics so you can make the best decision for you, your budget, and your energy-efficient goals. John, according to BaconToday.com, Shakespeare used the word bacon as a critical word. Back then, apparently, the phrase bacon brains was considered to be a knock on somebody. Now, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Call me bacon brains. Bring it. Yeah, um, I've been called that many times, and I take it as a compliment. Now, there's have you uh, have you been called bacon brains? Bacon brains, not really. Okay, uh, I was about to say, but uh, there's probably enough bacon rolling through there <laughs> that it would not be off the mark. I mean, I heard that a lot as a kid when I was chowing down on foods, including bacon. If you keep eating it, you're gonna turn into one. Well, you <laughs> yes, know what? You are what it you would have been the worst. Yes. Well. I tell you what, a guy that I am really excited to see play this year, Hassan Haskins, had a chance to come in, sit down, and chat about his expectations for himself, this offense, this team. Please enjoy the conversation I had with Hassan Haskins. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Well, game week is finally here, and uh, I am joined by Hassan Haskins. Uh, running back, they say 1A, and Blake Corm is 1B, but how excited are you to finally get in the big house with fans in the stands and get this season going? Man, I'm, I'm fired up. You know, I've been waiting for this moment for, for a while now. Uh, finally get to have fans back, uh, so that's going to be definitely exciting to see you know, that, that atmosphere to be back and um man I, what's that feeling gonna be like when you guys get in the tunnel and you're just about to run out and then you see after everything you guys went through last year after the empty stands what's that gonna be like just to see that that sight oh man it's gonna be it's gonna be a good feeling a great feeling you know um just seeing everybody coming out that tunnel with, with fans again uh it's gonna be Super fun to do again and just touch that that banner, and it's just it's just gonna be so real, you know. We've heard a lot about the energy, the excitement um, from your perspective. What have you seen from winter conditioning, spring ball, summer, now fall camp? How has is it true? And second of all, how have you guys been able to sustain that? Oh yeah, most definitely the uh, 
just what I see, the, the energy with, with everyone on the team, like, I can see it's a, the energy is good around around here, and it's just, I just see everybody working, like, everybody coming together and just doing their job, working, having good energy around the building, and, like, I'm excited to see that, like, you know. How do you think that'll make a difference come game day, and not just against Western, but against Washington, against, you go on the road, uh, Penn State, Wisconsin, how do you think it carries over or translate to the game? Uh, just just having that momentum and good, good energy and, um, you know, just everybody on the same page in the, in the building and you know, everybody on the same page thinking that we we are a great team and we're going to be a great team this year. So just having that, that energy, you know, and the atmosphere. You know. The confidence of this offense, year three of Josh Gaddis, um, has to be, or at least the, the comfort level in this offense, has to be at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. How comfortable are you in – the anticipation of the calls that are coming in, you know what's coming, but also in his uh, ability to read you guys and what's going on on the field. Uh-huh. Uh, Gattis, he got – I'm 100% comfortable with his play calls. You know, I feel like any situation that that's thrown at us, he's going to have a play for it. And uh, so I just – I am I can't say too much, but, like, yeah, he, he definitely got my, my confidence in him, so – um, the offensive line. I know that there's there's a lot of guys last year that got experience. Mm-hmm. This year, all of those guys, that experience hopefully will pay off. What have you seen in the development of the guys in front of you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the line, they they great. I love my line. Um, I always try to talk to them, uh, just have a good good laugh with them. But uh, I see that every day they, they getting better uh, working with Coach Moore and the I just see them developing, the young guys to the older guys. They, everybody's just getting better together. So, What was it like when you heard that Mike Hart was coming back as, as a running backs coach? And it's not a comparison to any other coaches you, you've had, but mm-hmm. Mike is the leading rusher here. He had a great career here. He's recruited well. He's coached well. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts when you heard he was going to be your coach? Yeah, I was, I was excited, you know, uh, Cause he, he's a legend to me, you know. Um, just having that 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 mentality and you know legendary legendariness uh, around me is definitely going to help me. And um, I was definitely excited when they announced he was coming. So, so what year were you born? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. So you were what five years old when he was a freshman, eight or nine when he graduated. What do you remember him as a player here at Michigan? Watching him as a kid? Yeah, uh, I seem like, hey, I really ain't know like who he was exactly, but I was like, this, this dude is pretty good, you know? <laughs> so. And now having those those expectations, those experiences, what's it like been in the room, uh, being in the room and, you know, him going through where your eyes are supposed to be, your technique, the style of runner that you are? Oh, yeah, it's always, uh, it's always fun, you know, enjoyable to have meetings with him because he – he he been through it, you know, so he he know exactly like what what should the play look like and like how footsteps work and all that. But he just make he just make the meeting fun, you know. It's it's a different different experience, you know. So. There's always competition at every position. Mm-hmm. How do you guys handle it in the running back room? I mean, we just we just make each other better every day, you know. We don't we don't uh, let off on each other. Like if we don't finish down the field, somebody gonna say something. If I don't finish. Blake gonna say something, Donovan, anybody. So we just, just keep it at that, you know. 
Now that you're an upperclassman, what type of things do you share with Tavier or with Donovan Edwards? I mean, I always try to uh, tell them some like don't don't get in their heads, don't uh, get too nervous, stuff like that, and just like just be calm, you know. Just let's play you, you know. You always been doing this since as kids, middle school, high school. So just do you, just play you, you know. Don't don't come out there as nervous. So. What do you want to do better this year than you've done in your previous seasons here at Michigan? <sighs> the type of person I am, I I think I can do everything better. That's just my mindset, like, get a little faster, get a little stronger, get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So I just try to find anything that last or previous years that I played that I seen on film and just try to fix everything, you know. You're only a few yards away from being a 1,000-yard rusher here. You finished the season last year against Michigan State and Penn State with 100-yard games. How was imp- how important it is it for you and for this team to come out start fast? Oh, yeah, we it's very important, you know. We got to come out strong and fast, you know. So it's it's very important. That's you know, we got to get that done and just, and just show everybody that we we come to play. So yeah, it's definitely important. <laughs> um, we know that Cade McNamara is going to be starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. What type of what type of voice is he? What type of personality is he in the huddle? Oh, he's definitely a leader. Uh, he knows like. Each play and what what we have on you know every every person that that's out on the field he knows what they have and just he voices it you know and he's just um, just a great leader you know I mean I, I definitely got my my trust in him so I know he's gonna do his job and before we let you go um, as we talked to Son Haskins before we enter this season what are the expectations that you guys have shared with each other for not just this offense but for this team in 2021. So our expectation is is high. This is this is University of Michigan. You know, it's a a lot of people looking at us. You know, um, so our expectation is very high with each other, with uh, the coaches. You know, it's just we just decided to get out there on the field again, man, just and play ball like we you know like we know how to do. So, well, we're excited to see you. I can't wait to to see you on the field. Uh, best of luck, and uh, we'll talk to you later in the Thank season. You. Appreciate it. Thanks again to Hassan for joining us, and thanks to DTE Energy for presenting this episode. To learn more about all we discussed today, the energy-efficient interactive home, the Insight app, the Marketplace, and their online comparison tool, check out dteenergy.com slash energy. John, before we go, did you watch that Big Ten game last weekend? I did. How about that? I can't believe you didn't bring it up until now. It's week one for Michigan. Yeah, Scott Frost lost again. (laughs) Man, I tell you what, that really hurts. But it's week zero, and he self-proclaims a lot, so it's it's a zero, you know, situation for the record. He's still zero and zero, right? Yes. Well, for a zero, that's about right. Wow. All right. I. I, You know what? You should have just got out of here. Yeah. You set me up on that one. We'll talk about Scott Frost a little bit later in uh, in the year because we do get a chance. We do to uh, travel out to Lincoln, Nebraska, but this Saturday. Western Michigan, the Western Michigan Broncos come to the big house and they are coming for one reason, to spoil our opening 
game to spoil opening weekend in college football. And if you are not by offended by the fact that a Western Michigan Bronco thinks they can come in here and score or thinks they belong on this football field, stay tuned because there's more of this to come on Friday's episode when I get a chance to break down the keys to the game and a little bit of a locker room speech. I can't wait, Brian. I am so excited for this coming Saturday. I hope everybody listening is excited as well. Like I, I really said, thought that was going to be the locker room speech. I was getting ready to just say, hey, we got Friday little, ready to go. I'm, I'm learning the radio a tease, preview. the art of the tease. Yeah. And so more on Friday, obviously the game on Saturday. I can't wait to see everybody there. Make sure you stop by the tailgate. Make sure you stop by and, and just enjoy everything that college football has to offer this coming Saturday in the big house. We'll see you there. This is In the Trenches.